Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Pascal Day, Heather Steele and Georgina Plasky. Morning, morning. 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 <laughs> Georgie, how was time? Because I hear you went on Friday. And that's the second time I've been to time in two weeks. I was going to say, went, lucky. I know. <laughs> I went to do the podcast. I went to interview Karen Hibbert, the founder, creator, owner of Time. So I was really so excited having been there. So Maria, Rich and I drove there and back for the afternoon, quite a long way, and interviewed <laughs> Karen on what is one of my favourite success stories podcasts ever, I think. It was quite different. It wasn't so sort of business focused. She sort of built Time very organically. She's really sort of gone with her gut. It's sort of like an extension of her home. It's a hotel in the Cotswolds. It's sort of like a village and there's a cookery school and there's now a spa and it's just really cosy and unpretentious. I mean, it's not cheap, sort of £300 a night but it's just got something really different it doesn't really feel like you're in a hotel actually it feels like you're staying in someone's beautiful home anyway my husband and I we just had such a nice oh. chilled time on Saturday morning we just sat on the lawn reading the paper I had a massage we went for a little walk pub lunch I was going to say they got a pub as well haven't they really nice pub called yeah. Swan I really recommend it she's quite cool isn't she like what was she a doctor she was a doctor she was an obs and gynae doctor yeah, she left. They wanted to move out of London and they bought this incredible house and then they turned the barns into the hotel. It started off as a cookery school and it's really just grown from there. They're now going into retail. As I said, they've got the pub. They've got this yeah. beautiful restaurant that they've just opened. I mean, it's just really... It looks amazing. Mm. Really lovely. <laughs> very nice. Highly recommended. Let's talk about TV. I'm very excited that Line of Duty is back on Me our screens. So did you watch? I, I did. did. I have to say, it was either Line of Duty or Edit Behind the Scenes. My dedication to work <laughs> is such more that it's the Easter holidays and I have to take my children out. See, I didn't watch it. Was it good? It was excellent. They've kind of changed it a little bit. This isn't giving much away because the trailer shows it, but they kind of changed it a bit this time because instead of being focused on a police officer who's corrupt in the force, all organised crime group so a gang basically so they're kind of swerved slightly because they're looking into you know the balaclava men who've been kind of haunting them every series we're now focusing on them the balaclavas are off so we know who they are but obviously our three don't know who they are yet either but yeah you're kind of watching them in parallel and somehow it's all going to weave its way together but really good new cast members I've got Stephen Graham who was in This Is England and Boardwalk Empire he's like 
the baddie. Right. He always, he always plays, plays the, bad the guy. most menacing people. There's something about him. He always plays very scary characters, but he doesn't even have to do anything. He's just <laughs> got presence, basically. But yeah, he's in it. But I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. Is it the same people? I mean, I have to confess that I only watched the, the last, last series. I think I've never watched it before. I think that happened for a lot of people because it was suddenly the Sunday night drama to watch. But that was a kind of a diversion last series because that was when Tandy Newton was in it. Yeah, and she so, was so fab. she was fab. But that kind of took a slightly different turn right. just because it needed to okay. to then push this story forward. But has it always been the same three? It's always been the same. Three and everyone's kind of shocked because it's quite a high body count in Line of Duty, but miraculously, so far those three have survived. (laughs) They're all on iPlayer and on Netflix, and there's only four series. There's six episodes in each, so I think it's the best thing on TV. It's the people who did Bodyguards. If you liked Bodyguard, you'll definitely like this. So I reckon just binge it all, and then by the time it gets to the last episode of this series, you'll be all caught up. What else has anyone been watching? I watched Us, the film. Oh dear, I really want to watch that, but even the trailer terrified me, so I'm just never going to watch it. So it's made by Jordan Peele, who made Get Out, and this family, they go on holiday, and they're staying in their holiday home, and then another family turns up on their driveway in the evening, in the night time, and they don't know who they are, and then they break into their house, and it's just them, it's like another version of them, like a scary version. Played by different actors? No, played by the same actors. Hang on, who's in this? It's got Lupita Nyong'o, Elizabeth Moss, and then I don't Love know her. anyone else, but yeah. They're the main people yeah. who would recognise Lupita Nyong'o is so good in it, like, she's terrifying. And where did you watch it, on what? In cinema. Went to the cinema for the first time ever, probably. Oh, nice, lovely. I won't go again, because it's ridiculously expensive. I know it is, isn't oh. it? But it's such a treat. I love it. I, I really do. love it. Just yeah. Can't beat a night in the cinema, I think. We've got one of those cinemas where they have like sofas now with the recliners. Oh, I love it. Feet out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, thumbs up for us. Yes, definitely. I would give it five stars. It's okay. the highest grossing ever horror film in it's the States. It's a horror film? Yeah, that's why I don't want to oh, watch God, it. Oh, God, I'm not going to see that then. I thought that sounded quite good. It's no, not, that's why it looks amazing. No, 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 the no. trailer, I was like, I nearly had nightmares <laughs> yeah. just from watching that on my TV at home. So. I just saw some picture where the boy's like lifting up a mask or something. Yeah. Is that the poster? And I was thinking, oh, that just looks... <laughs> Anything with masks is just <laughs> a little bit scary. Absolutely. It was just one of those films that, like, you just can't predict the ending. Like, even until the very end, I was like, oh, my God. I just never expected this to end this way. It was so good. I'm not hearing you, Pascal. You lost me on the horror I said the H word. word. Well, I have to give a bit of a shout-out to Formula One Drive to Survive. I had this looking at me. I've watched it this weekend. How good is it? When Tell I had to watch it, I was a bit like, okay, six hours. I don't like Formula One or, you know, have never paid attention to it. But yeah, I think the documentary is amazing. It's amazing. I've, I've learned that. so much. Wait, when Heather <laughs> says I had to watch it, that's because I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah. with this thing. Rich and I both finished it. We're now in mourning that we don't have it to watch. My husband's on episode six. And I'm like, I hate you. You've still got to watch. Yeah, I've still got two more to go, which I'm um, like savouring it. Yeah, we've been watching this because my husband's obsessed with Formula One. So he loves it. Isn't and it said, so good? Oh, come watch the last 10 minutes of this is really good I was like oh god not the Formula 1 I have it on every weekend as it is I don't need to add an added layer and within 2 minutes I was going this is amazing oh Isn't my god it? it's so good it is so good it's and the production and the editing it's just it's clever Netflix. it's a Netflix original yeah. series 
obviously, you know, they have filmed every moment of Formula One and these are all the best bits. You really get to know the stories behind each of the drivers and ones that I hadn't really heard of either, which I really liked, Mm -hmm. like learning all about them and how they've got into it. And what it means, like the teams that have less sponsorship and how their engines aren't as good and they're kind of constantly really up against it to get the right performance out of the car and the drivers and then the teams that have the most money just keep getting more money. It's kind of like football where the better the club, the better the player they can get. They were saying that Ferrari or Red Bull or whoever have sort of 850 people working for them yet Haas, which is the American team, have sort of 250. 850 people working for one team with two drivers. What are they all doing? It's a lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. The bit I love as well is when you've got the driver in the car and there's only one guy that's allowed to talk to the driver and there are all these other people and they're driving along and something goes around they're like box box and they sort of pull over and they're in the pit and it's the just pit so stops amazing I can't get bored of watching Me how either. quickly they can do it yeah. three seconds yeah. and they've changed the tyres on the and car and like put a new front on it's nuts isn't it it is nuts oh my gosh yeah it's, it's so obviously good. watch it I didn't really know what to expect other than I didn't think I'd love it but I do it's great on the back of that I really want to recommend something called the Billy Monger story this isn't a new documentary it was on BBC I think within the last nine months and it's about a young boy who is doing, I guess it must be F3 or F2 or whatever the kind of feeder is in. And he has a terrible accident. Oh, I remember when that happened. Yeah, I think he was on Sports Personality of the Year. But anyway, yeah. I would just watch to see his story about, it's got Lewis Hamilton in it and he's trying oh. to enter into this racing world and has a terrible accident. And it's about his recovery and the racing community around him and what happens. And it's only an hour and it is so, so uplifting brilliant. and incredible and his kind of sense of purpose and self-belief and determination like he doesn't pity himself doesn't lie there feeling sorry for himself he just has this drive to keep going Mm. and it is brilliant I actually sat and watched it with my kids did they enjoy it yeah they absolutely loved it to a point where my daughter had an interview for school and she put Billy Monger down as one of her who would you have at your dinner party yeah because inspiring yeah Yeah. so I really yeah definitely tune into that one dummy's guide to getting a child into a good school (laughs) (laughs) so what's that on Georgina it was on BBC so okay. I guess it's on iPlayer. Well, F1 is Netflix original. Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. Watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> Can I just say, I posted on my Instagram stories that I had watched it and loved it and that I was gutted it was over. I had four messages from women that work in Formula One. Oh, really? Saying, we're so happy that you've seen this. We so wanted Formula One to be seen in a new light. We're such Sherlock fans. We're so excited that, you know, you love the Formula One series, which is really cool. <laughs> anyway, off TV. I always think Clover Stroud, who's one of our columnists, must be the most sort of lovely, cosy mum. But in her latest column, she talks about how her digital radio has the ability to transport her from her kitchen table to around the world and that it's become one of her most prized possessions. She talks about last night visiting New York to listen to jazz and going to Havana the night before and listening to salsa. She sort of makes the radio sound so romantic. Are we radio fans in the room? I know everyone talked about radio shows on the go the other day, but I was interested to know if you two millennials you listen to the radio i listen to the radio on my phone but just radio one when i'm getting ready in the morning but i used to have a radio in my kitchen and i loved it mm. i've turned on the radio just to like do some cooking or do some cleaning and like i really miss it so i think we'll get another one it's good company yeah yes. definitely are you a radio listener heather yeah i basically yeah have one in the kitchen it goes off on the weekends and wakes me up but yeah for cooking i always put it on cleaning washing up anything like that stick the radio mm. on yeah it makes me look forward to cleaning yeah if i have like a show i can 
listen to. You tune into specific shows, do you? Well, I listen to Radio 1 or I listen to Radio X. No. Georgina, Radio Actually, I really identified with what Clover Stroud was saying because I work from home and it's lovely and flexible, but obviously it's a bit isolating as well. And it's really nice to just have a voice as company going on in the background. I actually put the radio on through the TV oh, quite a lot in the kitchen. Really, so yeah. that's how we have it on. And on a Saturday, I do tune into things like Graham Norton on Radio 2. I just find him really funny. I love he has Graham Norton. slightly more unusual guests than he does on the TV show. They're sort of less mainstream. Like he'll have someone who's in a musical somewhere and it's all very lovey and darling and silly. And then he'll have his agony aunt thing and it's good it's really fun I've started listening to Radio 4 over the last few years a bit more just because I'm kind of like talk radio yeah because yeah. I just get so sick of hearing the same music mm-hmm. I just find that the music they play on most mainstream radio stations is very repetitive yeah. so I think you've either got to like Clover says sort of seek out something a little bit more out there and different but I just can't listen to one radio show that does one thing so I couldn't listen to just jazz or no. just capital yeah. I yeah. like things that are mixed up and actually I just I'm better off with talking but there are things that come on like I can't listen to Gardener's Question Time I can't listen to The Archers <laughs> oh, and there are shows yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm, just I'm relieved I'm relieved Routine yeah. I might, might be judging you yeah no The Archers I like to listen to Radio 4 in the morning it's like it Women's Hour the Today programme the kind of current affairs yeah. stuff I like as soon um, as that Archers music oh my god it actually makes me angry yeah. when the music comes on I'm like why are they still making this but I know it has a massive following it's, it's like the best sitcom yeah. ever I'm sure The Archers is the kind of thing though and I'm a real all or nothing kind of person that actually if you got into oh, yeah. you'd get really hooked yeah, and on apparently it apparently it's very topical what they talk about yeah, they're, they're quite ahead on their storylines mm. paving the way with things that I don't know whether I might be completely wrong but I'm sure they've had like bisexual vicars and things they have, yeah. before it's that. less traditional than it seems on first but after so. you went on was it Joe Good's show yes, so I now listen to her every day she's really good mm-hmm. yeah and actually a lot of people plug, on there plug there for Joe Good who kindly had me on her show mm-hmm. and actually Charlotte she interviewed Charlotte for something the other day BBC Radio London she's yeah, hilarious she's, she's a real character <laughs> well I'm with you on Radio 4 I went to Edinburgh University and I used to drive up and down a couple of times a term I remember it being my friend in the car and you just learn so much but I really like the point Clover made that you mentioned Regina about seeking out there's so much out there isn't there Mm. but you kind of need to know where to go and look for it Six Musics Freak Zone on a Sunday night with Stuart McConey that's good oh really yeah you just always just listen to stuff you never hear on the radio it's really good if yeah. you are looking for something very different, that's what I'd recommend. Mm. Okay, well, I also like the point she made about her daughter listening to Spanish station to practice her GCSE. That's, GCSE that's a good idea. Because that just takes me back to French <laughs> A-level degree and it's when you have French a, pop. Yeah, when you have that oral <laughs> exam and they're going, blah, blah, blah. you're like, oh my God, it's too quick. I, I know. <laughs> Let's talk about money. Apparently talking about money is as tricky as talking about politics and sex. It's one of those things I think people just feel like you shouldn't say out loud. But sometimes you have to, don't you? You wrote this piece. I did. (laughs) And you talked about the conversation with yourself when it comes to money. I guess that's just about taking control, isn't it? And being honest with yourself and figuring out how you can make your goals happen, you said, recognising that there are certain things that will give you a healthier, more positive relationship with money. Are you good, Heather? I am, actually. I feel like you're quite on top of it. You're very into budgeting. You've talked about it a bit before, actually, and I've always really respected the way you... (laughs) 
deal with it. And... Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was maybe like five years ago. I was just suddenly like, this is how much money you make each month. So what's the point in like languishing in an overdraft? I don't know, just trying to take a bit of responsibility, I suppose. I've always kind of saved, even if it's not very much at all. Like, you know, years ago, I've just put 20 quid in a savings account, but just to do something. And yeah. I think it's even just as simple as kind of trying to organize all your direct it's also debits. training yourself. So sorry, going back That's to yeah. saving. Yeah. Might be 20 quid now. Yeah. But actually, in Precise, 20 years' yeah. time, you, hopefully yeah, you'll have the loads. means to save more, but you're just setting good habits. Ex- that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Like, as soon as I get paid, like, my direct debits come out the next day. So, you know, I'm not there thinking, like, oh, I've got all this money that's going to kind of whip out before I get any more. Same with savings as well. Just as soon as I get paid, just pop some money aside. Just got rid of everything that is going to come out eventually anyway, so you just know exactly yeah. how much you've got. And I think just online banking is so good now. You can just check every day like, I think people should check their bank balances at least three times a week do you know I got a press release last week which said something like 50% of the population don't know what's in their bank account I mean I'm not talking down to the penny but yeah. don't check their balance on a regular basis I mean that blows my mind but I, I think, think I definitely used to do that when I was younger and just ignorance is bliss plan yeah, 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 yeah like I think whatever yeah. yes I would be scared head in the sand yeah it? I certainly think. used to do that when I was younger but now I'm like no I have to check my bank tonight. like you say three yeah. times a week because otherwise I won't know what's going in and out oh. yeah going back to your piece I think you know when it comes to the conversation with yourself it's about being honest isn't it I think it's about setting good habits but I think it's important to be positive about it and be like well I'm not restricting myself I'm putting this towards a certain goal I think it's important to change your mindset from yeah. that you're depriving yourself of certain funds and that thinking it's going to benefit you in the long run I find it quite hard because me and my partner are saving for a house and this is all stuff that's like been a problem for me since we started saving like you put a certain amount of money away for the month and then you don't have any left for the month and it's like oh I just like I'm not seeing any payoff to this now but you will in the future and I think it's like telling yourself in like two years this is going to be really great for yeah you. this is means to an end mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and like with friends and stuff like that I have friends who earn more than me and when we go out like I can't afford the same things as them but instead of like just staying quiet about it and just being like oh my god I'm just gonna have to try and afford this like it's so much better to be like open and be like I'm really sorry I can't do this right now can we do something else yeah I love that point that was in this piece that you wrote which said instead be honest with your friends and say you're being savvy and proactive with your money like tell them you can't do it because you know I'd love to do this but actually I'm saving for this like that's quite powerful and quite satisfying and quite grown up isn't it real friends will completely respect that as well they won't try and force you into it and it's not like you don't have to do anything with it you just do something else we had a situation with a group of us who all had one year olds and this must have been say 2007 and it was when there was kind of Lehman's went under and there were a lot of redundancies and there were a group of about 25 of us kind of new first time mums And I think out of that 25, something like five or six husbands lost their jobs in about six months. So we started a thing called GNI, Girls Night In, and it was the first Thursday of every month. And everyone went to someone's house with a bottle of wine each. And it was supermarket (laughs) Whoever was hosting, it was going to be a supermarket pizza night. And it was about not trying to go to the pub and get babysitters Mm -hmm. and make it into a big deal. And so anyone's partner knew it's the first Thursday, I'm out with the girls, GNI night. Mm -hmm. And we're still, for the ones that are left in London, we're still going now, 12 years later. The point was... We all want to see each other. And actually, there are a lot of people now who haven't got the disposable income for even just going to the pub. It all adds up and the taxi and the babysitter. 
And actually, we had that really honest conversation of how can we make it work for everybody? And it was brilliant. And who cares where you are? Frankly? And actually, yeah, no exactly. one cares what they Quite eat. Nice in someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just wants the chat without the toddler pulling. So you can meet up for coffee, but it's not the same. So I think it's really good to have those honest conversations and not have them when the bill comes. Yeah, when you suddenly oh go, because yeah. yeah. it's horrible being that person who has to say, "Oh, I only have." Yeah, that. that's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Um, it's it's horrible for everyone. So I think having that conversation, like you were saying, Pascal, with your friends up front. Yeah, actually, can we just go and do this instead? Yeah. Yeah. Also, say you know, if everyone's planning a trip or a night out or whatever. Just go somewhere more reasonable, I think. I mean, cheap is such a negative word, isn't it? But just go somewhere that's more reasonably priced because there's nothing worse than being that person that goes along with it and then doesn't enjoy themselves the whole time mm. so you just panic or someone's yeah. ordered another one of wine. Someone's mm. having a starter and didn't want a mm-hmm. starter. Actually, if you just set the bar lower, you're going to enjoy yourself as opposed to going along with it and thinking, God, you know, I can't really afford this, but I'm here and I'm just hoping it doesn't get too expensive. Conversely, with a, a different group of friends, like I've done that thing before where I like, didn't really had one drink and just a main course and then didn't have the balls to say at the end like oh actually I just had this so now when I go out with them I just have whatever they're having as well because I end up paying the same amount yeah, so you might as well, anyway, so yeah. might as well yeah. like, have an extra drink have a pudding because it's probably cost me an extra fiver in the long yeah, run than so true. being miserable yeah. <laughs> yes you also talked in the piece about talking to work about money horrible that isn't it yeah that's hard I'm still not sure about that one I think we're fine here because we're all women but like when you work in a company that's women and men like there's always going to be the risk that they are making more than you for the same job but how do you find that out like that's so hard to try and find out and I think just being open and being like you know I just really want to talk to you about this because I'd really like to speak to our bosses about maybe getting a pay rise being really open and saying why you want to know these things is like a good thing to do but I still think that'd be so scary I think the conversation about money makes everyone just sort of recoil doesn't yeah. it nobody mm. likes it do but they? you just <laughs> gotta man up and have these conversations yeah. I think Everybody I think do. it's only going to benefit you really yeah sometimes it's good to get the ball rolling on email I sometimes think email is a really positive thing and it gets a bad rap there are sometimes sticky things and you can sit down and say you know I hate to bring this up or you know no one likes to talk about money but can we it kind of gets it out there once you've done that you can't really go back whereas saying that in person you don't want to spring it on someone either yeah (laughs) and the final thing was with your partner pretty key yeah Yeah. but then I think some people still aren't that honest with each other like my friend and her partner bought a house and she hadn't told her partner like how much she earned and she earned like double what he did he only found out when they went to the mortgage advisor to try and like sort out a mortgage I'm like why wouldn't you tell him and if it was the other way around we'd all be so horrified (laughs) (laughs) but I imagine the other way around happens quite a lot god yeah I bet it does I mean I still know someone who doesn't know what her husband earns like I think that's mad what even ballpark what, because he, no like, idea. doesn't trust her? I don't know. Yeah. She hasn't asked. He doesn't tell her. They just have different... I'm just thinking, like, what era are you from? Yeah. You just don't have that oh, conversation. No. I, I mean, asked Ollie for a breakdown of where all his money goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to tell me where you're putting your money so we know how much we're going to save. But I couldn't not know. I'd have to know, mm. even if I was, like, sneaking around. Mm. <laughs> if I get it, I find it. Bank statements. <laughs> well, I thought it was a very informative piece. And I think, ultimately, what we're all saying is it's not very sexy, but you're a fool if you don't take control so the sooner you kind of confront it and are open about it and talk about it the sooner hopefully it might work for you at some point yeah i think that's very true 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's talk about generation burnout. Have you ever felt perpetually stressed to the point where it feels like no matter what you do, you can't break out of the cycle? Apparently you might be suffering from burnout. I'm looking at you again, Pascal. <laughs> Apparently millennials have become known as the burnout generation. And you wrote a piece on how to prevent it. Yes. How do you prevent it? I think just treating yourself nicely and just realising that you don't have to work like that. I think I used to do that when I first came to London and I had my first job. I used to work all week at my job and then I'd work another job at the weekend so I literally wouldn't have a day off because I'd have to go into the office for the weekends as well. So I'd be like, I'd work like 14 days in a row and with no break. And then eventually I moved and I kept thinking like, I'll just do this for a while. And then when I move on to my next thing, it'll be easier. And it just wasn't. And it just was never easier. And I completely relate with this. And did you wake up and hit the wall and think, this isn't sustainable, I can't do it anymore? Yeah, I used to have panic attacks. Like it got really bad and I just couldn't do it anymore. My partner was like, I think you just need to slow down and not bully yourself into things and not think if you don't do this and you're a failure mm. which is what I always and thought prioritise yourself exactly which yeah. is hard with you know mm. the need to make money and you know money makes work around exactly <laughs> <laughs> had that burnout do you have good balance I try to. It's all I about balance, really. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think when it comes to balance, yeah, there will be periods of time where you are just working exceptionally hard and all hours and also, you know, juggling that with other life things as well. And then there might be times where you've got a bit more equilibrium. To I try. think it's one thing being manic in the week. Yeah. You have no respite from that. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's just a recipe for disaster. And yeah. I'm, my Monday to Friday is kind of frenetic. Yeah. But now I definitely get to the weekend and I'm like, right, no more work. I'm not even going to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I barely do. I think that's important. I it's tempting. To point where it wasn't sustainable. Yeah. It's tempting to check emails on a Sunday mm. night to get ahead or do things like that. But I think it's best to just not. Mm. I remember listening to a podcast with some entrepreneur and she was talking about how the fact that she was just always that person with really high energy and could just go 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 and people used to say to her how do you do it and she was like I was not that person that was ever going to burn out and it's just not in my DNA and she said I just woke up one morning and I'd hit the wall mm. yeah and I remember driving along and I can't I think I've talked about this before and I called this friend of mine who also has her own business and I was like I've just had this podcast 
So do you ever worry? And this is another friend who has three children and a very busy life. And I was like, do you ever worry that you're just going to wake up one day and go, it's not okay actually anymore. And I can't just smile and have high energy. And she was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just mm. really something triggered in me yeah. that was like, you've got to protect yourself a bit, I think. Yeah. I went to an amazing talk last week and it was featured in the Style magazine a couple of weeks ago. And it's Burnout, the Secret to Solving the Stress Cycle by Emily and Amelia Negoti. Oh, did you go to talk on that? Yeah, I went to their talk. So it was really focused on women and women, how they deal with stress Mm -hmm. and the way that women deal with stress so differently to men. And they gave loads of tips and uh, ways that you can deal with your stress. And they talked the difference between the stressor and the stress and that they're different things. So the stressor can be like you're walking down the street and say you get someone wolf whistling at you and giving you a kind of compliment which is obviously not the kind of compliment you want to receive (laughs) and how you process that at the time and how that makes you feel and the sort of physical sensation of what that comment does to you in terms of how stressed you are but then how you could obviously then go up to the stressor and punch them in the face but that's probably not really going to solve your problem (laughs) that's going to bring you more problems and how you then deal with the situation at that moment which obviously maybe just you take a breath you walk away you remove yourself from the situation but that doesn't mean you've dealt with the stress you still need to actually deal with the stress so whether it is a toxic boss or a bad partner or some intense issue at home or whatever it might be they were saying the importance of going through the stress cycle and finishing off releasing it and exercise was something they talked about a huge amount and Mm. sleep and Mm. actually um, both of those two key things and also you were saying about your partner Pascal having someone who is watching you and saying you just have to kind of leave this now and go and get well or look after yourself or do something because you're about to burn out and one of their twins that people who gave the talk and one of them had actually been hospitalized twice one when she was doing her MA and another time again and it was just that constant pushing, pushing, pushing. It's a great book. Yeah, I really want to get that book. So that's really interesting that you mentioned it. I think so often though it comes down to you and it's the pressure you put on yourselves. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Burnout is something that you are kind of in control of. I think it's the main pressure whether that's doing an extra job or studying too late. I also think it can happen to people that aren't working. You know, I know mothers who just for seven days in a row, you know, their job is at home with their family and that's not sustainable either yeah. like and they have this sort of guilt that because their husband goes to work they can't say at the weekends i need some time out yeah. and it's just about having respite for you. I don't think burnout always comes down to your career. No, and no, they talked about anyway. that. They talked about this thing called actual me and expectant me. So the expectant me is kind of what society puts on you, and particularly with women. So it's that, oh, I need to be pretty and generous and kind and considerate to other people in the way that maybe often men and boys don't have that expectation on them. And then your actual me is maybe kind of, actually, I'm really impatient. I don't like hanging around with other people. <laughs> I don't see why I need to be the one doing the washing up or emptying the dishwasher you know and it's that kind of push yeah. yeah and that actually you have to work out that and that can often be a source of burnout because you're trying to grapple with those two aspects of your life. It was really fascinating. Really fascinating. Mm. The point that I underlined in this piece was about men often sacrificing things to make themselves a priority while women struggle with this and feel guilty for asking for time for themselves. Yeah, that was yeah. one that struck me reading Let that be well. a lesson to anyone listening <laughs> yeah. to make some time for themselves, even if that's just going to the gym and getting a good night's sleep and eating well, not drinking too much. Ha <laughs> <laughs> my respite. <laughs>
on the subject of working hard and energy, someone who has always so impressed me with her energy is Whitney Bromberg Hawkins, who is the founder of Flowerbox. It's been dubbed the Nelaporte of the floristry world. If you don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't. But anyway, if you didn't, it's a very chic flower delivery business. Whitney started her career as PA to Tom Ford at Gucci. She worked her way up to become senior vice president of communications. And after nearly 20 years, she left to launch her own business. And she really is an inspiring woman with yeah energy that is unique. There are two people in the world who make me feel like I don't have great energy and I think I'm quite an energetic person. <laughs> and they are Trini and <laughs> Whitney. <laughs> I mean, I interviewed her on her career, career advice, her inspirations, how to be nice and successful, because there's this sort of idea that women need to have balls to be at the top. And she is incredibly nice and likable. And the result is a piece that I think is really fascinating that Charlotte she's like god I love that piece it's so inspiring there are so many takeaways from this I think she said things like hunger's the quality she looks for when she's hiring people I couldn't agree more her golden business rule is never to say no to a dinner in fact she and I were invited to the same dinner which I wasn't going to go to and then I went and interviewed her she (laughs) told me she was going and I was like right I need to go to that dinner I'm so bad at doing those things she said that as she continues with her career her role is to be the bearer of bad news it's to manage people and fight fires which I always say and that it's less important to be liked we were talking about this the other day that as you get older do you agree Georgina you sort of care a bit less about being liked by everybody and you kind of realise your own weaknesses and realise that you're not going to get on with everybody and not everyone's going to like you but that's okay do you feel like as you get older you have that confidence yeah I think it's almost like you kind of make peace I think of it like an acceptance thing now it's kind of what I sometimes say to my kids when they're fed up with somebody at school or not Mm. getting on with them I'm kind of like look you can't determine what other people are going to think you can't change what people think of you how they're going to judge you or whatever but you can just control your reaction to those people and I think as you become an adult you're able to surround yourself by people in a different way than you can when you're at school obviously it's easier to say you know what I'm just not going to bother with those people or those kind of people because you can change your life to distance yourself most of the time but I think it's quite liberating. I there know. are definitely people who I'm actually not going to stand next to them at the party and make yeah. small talk because I don't want to. I was talking to a girlfriend. I know they don't like me either, yeah. so that's fine. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and she was saying that there were a group of people that had been out and hadn't asked her to join them and that she was a bit hurt by that. And she told me who, and I was like, but would you want to go? And if you were organising that kind of evening, would you invite them? She was like, well, no, and no. And I was like, but then it's just about accepting that we're all different and we're attracted to different people. And But it still hurts a little bit, doesn't it? It, it does. You're left out. And, also, <laughs> and that doesn't go away. Social media, when okay. it, actually you might hear about something. That was but, it. She had a picture if you on see her phone something, them at a dinner. This is what I don't miss. I know I've spoken about it before. But yeah, just ignorance is bliss. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. you know she's a 40 old woman and yeah. she was a bit hurt that she was left out yeah. and you would be you would yeah but equally you were talking about you know school my eight-year-old was quite upset recently because there's a girl that you know wasn't that nice to her and i'm god it takes two to tango don't get me wrong mm. they sort of never got on that well mm. and i just said to her and i was like i don't know how to deal with this and i was like in the end i ended up saying to her do you know what you're not going to be friends with everybody in life and there are going to be people that you don't get on with and that's okay and i kind of had run out of ways <laughs> but i think that's really good advice mm. and i was like i've just got to call it what it is now. yeah i wish someone had told me that actually because i think i grew up thinking you have to like everyone everyone has to like you you. and actually it's quite liberating when someone says to you it's okay not to like everyone but it's also okay 
okay for everyone not to like you. And yeah. if you can learn that when you're little, yeah. then it doesn't mean you go around being rude and mean to no, people. Yeah. Yeah. It just means, and that's why I say it's like, that you're not going to yeah, be great friends with everybody. going off to boarding school in September and kind of like you've got to realise that you will be in a room, sleeping in a room with someone who really annoys you or who <laughs> reads late or gets up early or does something that's different to your routine. And you've just got to kind of accept those yeah quirks of people but I do think you need to learn to live with them yeah you've got to have manners all the time yeah anyway we've got a topic a little bit I loved also that she said that she turned to her husband when the going gets tough that she's motivated by her children and that ultimately she'd like to be remembered as a kind person a good mother and a good wife and without these things that success doesn't mean a thing Let's talk about cleaning. Because the basics of cleaning might not sound like rocket science, but with spring around the corner, hurrah, the sun is shining. There's no better time to tackle a big clean. Also, the sunlight, like, shining through the windows. Oh, with the windows open, it's the best time to clean. Well, I was going to say, it also shows up all the dirt. Yeah, right, no, I really like it because I'm like, it's all fresh. Oh, look at it. The sun's quite low still at certain times of day, though, so it really shows all the dust on the windows. <laughs> Are you a spring cleaner, Georgina? Well, we just sort of maintain a clean house i do find more spring times change of the seasons it makes me want to declutter more than clean i'm just like oh let's just get everything out and just kind of start again but it was interesting in the piece it was talking about the mattresses i thought now you can buy lots of mattresses that don't need turning which is definitely what we have because the idea of like flipping a big (laughs) (laughs) kind of every three weeks or something instead i was like oh my god that's a workout but i do like to keep door handles very clean i think especially if you've got kids coming in from school and all the germs and we've got a dog as well so obviously just keeping on top of that one thing I do like to do regularly is get my carpets clean oh me too mm. because of the dog my husband said once I think you're going to leave me for the carpet cleaner yeah. <laughs> I know I've got them coming this week I can't wait it's like the most exciting day yeah I think that is something really worth doing almost more than curtains maybe I um, so agree in fact when we sold our first house and we'd lived there for five years and the carpets weren't new we didn't put new carpets down but they were quite new when we moved in and I had them clean quite regularly but we moved out there was still the same carpets there was not a stain on them they were just pristine it does pay off doesn't it it definitely I mean it does actually make financial sense to clean yeah, carpets it does. professionally it's also amazing what you can get out of the carpet I know it's disgusting when they throw the water out like oh my god <laughs> but I have to say this piece made me feel a bit guilty and that might surprise people listening that know me because I am otherwise known as Monica and I am so <laughs> anal and I throw away just about anything I can get my hands on and I spend a lot of time cleaning my worktops but I was like shit the actual like deep stuff like sofa covers you said door handles I didn't know if I'd go around cleaning door handles but defrosting the freezer all those sorts of things I was like fail 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 (laughs) so as I said I'm very good at the The superficial stuff yeah and having a clean and tidy house and not too much junk but I think I could do better at the deep Mm. clean yeah, I feel the same. Yes. Same. I love the clean. I cut clean, my quite clean. But... <laughs> <laughs> you love a clean? Yeah, I love a clean. But you're not such a deep though. cleaner. Stuff like door handles. I was like, oh my God, I need to clean my door handles? Yeah. Like, I'm going to start doing that now. Skirting. I'm quite good at my skirting. I've always rubbed the paint off in some places. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, are you a deep cleaner? I was saying to Pascal, I don't really like cleaning. It's a chore. But I was saying I really wanted to do all of this this weekend, having read 
the piece but I said I was like it's sunny and my boyfriend's not going to let me and that is exactly what happened so I haven't done it yet but I will do it next week save it for a rainy day yeah. exactly but I just kind of wanted to do it now now is the mm. time I feel to like just do the whole lot but mm. yeah I do clean I'm not disgusting but yeah I don't I don't take any <laughs> pleasure from doing it in the way everyone else in this office seems <laughs> well I think the key is to set diary reminders I think it's the only way it's going to get done otherwise you're going to be like me and you're going to go shit it's nine months and I haven't had my windows cleaned <laughs> and Heather I'm going to you know pray for rain and, and hope that you you know get to your spring clean this weekend's the one yeah, now I'm not going to pray for rain hopefully you won't get to spring clean and you'll just have a dirty house but a happy weekend there we go uh, on that note I think we're going to leave it there if you enjoyed that then do please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends we'll be back soon bye bye even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks Italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.